16 of our Brooklyn Bites. I'm Stephanie. I'm Leon. And I'd like to talk about some games I'm playing this week. Would you like to hear them? I do believe that you play games. I'm going to be very polite. At this point, I'm, I think you play a lot of games, so I'm going to hear all about them. I had a good week. I had a really good week. Mm-hmm. I finished I finished Rogue Legacy. Finished? You know I've been playing that a couple of weeks now. Finally got through it. Man. 30 hours it took me. That is insane. Well, you know what it was? It's 30 hours, but I think because I sometimes I leave the PlayStation on pause mm-hmm. and then like I'll go I'll go eat dinner or something. So I think um, and that's PlayStation. I have it on Steam and Steam records your playing time. Yeah. right. So and I know you've experienced that with Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. you go to sleep with it on pause. So I think it recorded. So it, it might be like more like 25 hours, maybe mm-hmm, right. 28. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Because the client like knows what game you're playing and it records how much time you're spending in the game. Yeah. But it doesn't know if you're just pausing the game and walking away or if you're actually playing it. I do that a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I think it just logs and how long that fall, game is. Well, what happens often, too, is I'll be playing the game, like, after work, and I fall asleep with the controller in my hands. <laughs> and, I, and I wake up, like, all confused. Like, <laughs> is there drool on your two controller? Two hours later. No. <laughs> I'm, all, like, I'm all, like, dazed and stuff. And I look, and I'm like, oh, man, where am I? And then uh-huh. I realize the game was on pause, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that could be also adding some hours. Wow! But uh, so I finished that. I saw you playing this game too, and you uh, you got pretty good at it. I think I saw you dodging those. Well, when you do the same level over and over, a hundred. It, it actually told me it was a uh, hundred and sixty-one times. I think it was. That's how long your lineage in the game is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's quite a quite a lot. Because you're because you get new characters each time. Every right? time you die, yeah, you start off with a new. Um, like a new descendant of yours, yes. right? Yeah, but you're always playing that same dungeon. Mm-hmm. Never changes. Yeah. I mean, the the it's randomized, like what's inside a dungeon, but the actual like le- basic level is the same. Mm-hmm. So I finished the bridge, which um, I know I, I told you recently. I picked up on Steam. Uh huh. And that's like a, a puzzle game. Yeah, I don't know anything about this game. What's, uh, it's uh, what's like so to? take so. If, uh, f- Picture an M.C. Escher kind of drawing, mm-hmm. like with those like um, staircases that go like you know the impossible staircase kind right. of thing. So some kind of like illusion. Type yeah, stuff. the illusion stuff. And then you um, you have like a character on the screen who has to get to a door, and there might be a key that you need, or or a ball in the way, or something that can crush you. Mm-hmm. And you can only rotate the screen. That's how you like you kind of navigate. So you you rotate at um, one hundred eighty degrees. And when you rotate it, everything in the room shifts. But you, like the ball moves and the key might move. Okay. And you have to, and then you can also use the joypad to walk. But your character is walking in that plane of however you're rotating the screen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you rotated the board, you know, 90 degrees, then, then that staircase might be facing the wrong way. So you can't walk up it anymore. Okay. So that's kind of the gist of it. It's, um, it's pretty good. It's sort of a short game. So if you pick it up, it's pretty quick. Hmm. But I like I like those like illusions and stuff. It's fun. It's all black and white too, and it has um I don't know it has a very like hand sketched art to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Uh, I played some more Super Meat Boy. I got up to World Three now, so I beat another level. <laughs> nice. And uh, so I'm halfway through that. I don't know if I'll get to the end on that one, but it's mm. tough. It's very tough. I, I the little that I played of the game, I, I did I did kind of like it. So I wanted to maybe. Pick it up, and it was on sale during that last yeah. winter sale. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it's pretty cheaper anyway. I think, I think it was like, uh, like three dollars or something during the sale. But then, like, there was a flash sale one day. It was like seventy five cents. I don't know why I didn't grab it. I think I just forgot about it. Well, it's one of those games that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So chances are you'll probably either see it in a in one of those like bundles or yeah. I'm sure Something. it's even been in one that I missed. Yeah, I'm sure it'll pop up again. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure I won't run in, out of games before. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the whole to, thing. Well, that's the thing. That like, why right would again. you spend? Even if it's only like four dollars, why would you spend four dollars when you know you you have a backlog of games? So just wait for it to go to that's a buck true. and then pick it up. I guess. So. Even if you bought it tomorrow, you're probably not going to play it because you're in the middle of like three other games. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and then the final game I played was the the free download for PS Plus members mm-hmm. on PS4 is The Swapper, it's called. Yeah. And it's on, that's on Steam also. And that's a really good game. Uh, I definitely recommend anyone 
to definitely pick. Even if you have to pay for it, I think it's a pretty good game to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I've watched the movie. And, it's cool. I mean, you know, Very like cool. the, little, the little trailer that they put out. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to say is, what I'd like to see, I should say, is the swapper. Like, to me, the graphics and uh, the style of that game would be perfect setting to do a Metroid game in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like when I play the swapper, I want to see Metroid as my character with, with the whole, like, Metroid mechanics. Not necessarily, like, the way that swapper game plays, because right. that plays like a puzzle game, sort of. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Just like I, I imagine, like what Nintendo should do, like a modern remake of Metroid, but using like, you know, quality textures and I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking it to myself, like this would be a perfect Metroid game, like if they just change the sprites around to be, you know, those characters. Maybe that's. I mean, we haven't had a Metroid game in a while, so maybe that's going to be the new direction. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Why not? We'll see. <laughs> That's what I've been, I've been playing. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's kind of a lot. I don't know if you played anything this week or... Uh, yeah, I did. Um, we were talking a little bit about uh, Castle of Illusion last time. Yes, with the Mickeys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I dabbled a little bit in um, the Game Gear version, which I guess is probably the same as the Master System version. I don't think there's any difference in the in the ROM, but... But um, I, I played it a little bit, and then I went back, and I, I actually finished the game. It was interesting enough, and I was really uh, intrigued by what I saw. And, um, I don't know, it was pretty fun. So that was Castle of Illusion? Was That's right. It? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so this was, like, I guess what you would call the SMS version, or the Game Gear version. Um, which, I guess, is related somewhat to the Genesis version, but it is different enough. It seems like it's unique enough in its own right. There might be some familiar things, like some elements that are used in both games. I think the sprite character, like his animations are the same, like those carried over. Could be. Yeah. I mean, simpler, though. It looks like a smaller sprite. Yeah. Yeah. But like the way, like when you're standing on the edge and he kind of waves his hands. Right. Yeah. It's like a lot of the idle stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the other one, the first stage was kind of like a forest-type stage, where you're, you've got, like, you know, um, things that drop down from the trees, and, like, these little tree stump-type creatures, and things like that. Um, I guess the next level was some kind of, like, Toyland-looking type of setting. It was, like, a lot mm-hmm. of, like, wind-up soldiers, and things like that. Um... But one thing I think that was kind of different in this one was um, the third stage, it starts with, like, a, a scrolling segment. It's like a forced scrolling stage where you have to, like, navigate through the stage while the screen is, like, scrolling. And then you can't you can't get stuck behind something because then you'll get crushed or something mm, like that. Okay. Um, that was, like, some kind of, like, Candyland type of setting. Everything's, like, made of, like, cookies and candy and ice cream Ooh, and things like that. I think I want to live there. <laughs> I mean, the boss, even the boss in that one is, like, a giant chocolate bar. Oh, okay. And he, like, breaks apart. Yeah, you know what? That's, and the squares move around. That was the Genesis one, wasn't it? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, maybe I did play this game, because I remember the giant chocolate bar. Uh-huh. He, like, disassembles himself. Yeah. And, and you have to, like, keep throwing blocks at him uh-huh. and stuff. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, the next one was, like, some kind of, like, back-to-school theme with, like, pencils and pens yeah, and, like, yeah, no I remember paper. that. Um, Wait, this is Castle of Illusion? This is Castle of Illusion for... Not World of Illusion. No, I didn't okay. get to that one yet. All right. But I might get there eventually. And what's the other one called? Uh, it was Land of Illusion. Oh, Land of Illusion. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, now I... These are future illusions. I'm getting confused. <laughs> or past illusions, I guess. I meant this, how about user illusion? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, there's a segment, there's a funny segment in this one where you like kind of, um, you get onto it like a spoon. And you get flung into, like, a teacup. Mm. What looks like a teacup, but the coloration seems almost more like coffee when you're, like, swimming around in it. So you fall into this cup, and then the oh, yeah, screen yeah, fades, yeah. and then you're, like, like that. and mm-hmm. then, you know, it looks like you're swimming through coffee. You have to, like, dodge sugar, sugar cubes and stuff. I always thought it was coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. But one thing I noticed is that this game uh, has a time limit for each level. So you have to mm. kind of get through. I'm, like, I ran, I ran into this because I kind of like to look around and try to find all the little hidden spots can't do that but even during the boss battles the time limit is in that's effect weird. yeah that's so weird. you get to the end of the level you face the boss and then you realize oh i've only got 20 seconds left how am i gonna beat this mm-hmm. and it ends up not being enough and then i have to restart so now from just put yourself in the 
mind of an eight-year-old. Uh-huh. Would they react to that? <laughs> the target demographic for Mickey Mouse. You think so? You think it's too tough for? Uh, I don't know. Maybe for the, their, their well, target. kids were tougher back then. Mm-hmm. Like an eight-year-old today is like kind of wimpy compared to when we were eight-year-old, eight-year-olds. Uh huh. Although yeah. we didn't have Castle Illusion when we were eight-year-olds. Well, this is you know these these games are in a way training for life. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you, they harden you to the. <laughs> To the you know the challenges of the world. I played dragster man on, on twenty six hundred. I see uh-huh. some kid play dragster. Yeah, I believe it. I never knew what to do with that game. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was I going no on. No idea either. Put, 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 it was like letter N, and I would press the button, and it was like. Brrr. What if somebody <laughs> like, told you? On? What if somebody told you? Um, all right, I'm only going to give you two twenty six hundred games. One of them is going to be dragster, and the other one's going to be space shuttle. Oh. <laughs> well, what, what I, in context, do I have any games at all? Because if this was like, I'd be like, wow, video games, cool. Yeah. You know, if I didn't have anything, but. I don't know, this is meant to be punishment, so. Oh, that's yeah. terrible, man. <laughs> but we recently saw a space shuttle on, we watched Computer Chronicles. That's right. That old 80s show. Yeah. And they had Steve Kitchen on there. Showing off his new game, Space Shuttle for the 2600. That was radical. That was a great show, actually. That was good. I know. I, I put it on kind of as a quick joke, and then it turned out to be we watched, like, a half hour of it, right? It was like... Yeah, the, sure. The it was whole a full episode, Because yeah. after that was, like, um, you know, it's like some EA games for the Apple II. Yeah, yeah. Trip Hawkins. And yeah, Trip Hawkins was And awesome. Bill Budge were on this episode. Yeah, Bill Budge. And they were talking about, you know, pinball construction set and one-on-one basketball. It was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Might have just got lucky. I don't know, because I've seen some episodes and it's pretty boring. Well, it's, it's a very dry production. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it seemed like almost like... Uh, he said Hard Hat Mac on the show and my eyes lit up. <laughs> I was like, yes. Maybe there's a different episode with that. We'll have to look for it. Maybe. Uh, well, so, so yeah, so just to wrap up with this game. Yeah, tell me about the apple. You know, there was actually an apple, a rolling, yeah. a, a tumbling apple. What'd you think about it? Uh, it was fine. There was no, tro- <laughs> there was no trouble. I mean, I, I was able to, to you know, because I saw the apple fall. The first time it hits me and, and flattens me out. But then, you know, I let it drop and then I followed it down and then I hid in like a little, there's like a little ditch where you can kind of duck and it'll roll over you and, mm-hmm. and then you can continue after that. Um, but anyway, I got through the whole game, got to the end. Um, actually, the the boss that was kind of tough, I thought, was like the the actual kind of final boss. There was like kind of this this dragon that you fight at the end. You have to like throw these barrels at mm-hmm. it. I don't remember. I mean, it's it's not too bad because you have some cover in this one. You can actually plan your attack and know when to like you know attack it at the right time. Um, but then there's this final final battle with like the witch that that kidnaps uh, Minnie Mouse. This was the whole premise of the game, right? Minnie Mouse gets kidnapped, you have to go rescue her. Um, and uh, that was over pretty quickly, too. So I was, like, a little surprised that it wasn't that challenging at the end. Hmm. But in, in the end, it was good. And I guess my next game is probably going to be the Genesis version, straight into that. I want to I wanna fully experience... Yeah, but it's the same game. It's apparently different enough. I'm going to see how different it is. All right. And then you're going to move up to the modern remake? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a little bit different, for sure. Mm-hmm. You've, you've played through that one, too? Mm-hmm. Not all of it, no. Mm. It's it's done uh, sort of like Mario th- uh, 3D, Super Mario N64, mm-hmm. where you have like that room where you can pick the door, kind of like 3D-ish room. That's just is, it just, is that just kind of the hub system for the game? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And well, then, oh, the, I mean, the boards are the same, but be- because they use the 3D element that, you know, sometimes you're, like, shifting the angle a little bit, or it's a three-quarter view, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Right. Well, is that, that's just a visual effect, though, right? It's still mm, for kind the of... most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, I'll get to it soon yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very well. Um, I guess um, I can move on to things I've picked up. Yeah. Or in my case, things I didn't pick up. This is is going to be my non-pickup. Okay. (laughs) But you have enough already. Someone someone somewhere decided that I did have too much because I did not get the item that I was looking for or trying to get. Um, I guess in keeping with the the Disney theme, 
Um, I had ordered the Kingdom Hearts HD remake, the 2.5 remix, uh, collector's edition, mm. no less. Um, cool. This was being offered on the Square Enix oh, online store. Yeah. So you went right to the source rather than going to Best Buy or something like that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this one was exclusive was to their store. Really? I only don't think... On- there was so only Square's website was selling this. Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's it's oh. on PS3 only, and it's uh, it's available exclusively from there. Wow. You know, I mean, the game is mass market, but this particular special edition was only through them. Mm-hmm. It looked like a nice set. I really liked the yeah, look it of it. Look good. I mean, I'm not a particularly big Kingdom Hearts fan. I know the series has been going for a while, and there's like a lot of people that are way into it mm-hmm. and are eagerly awaiting. Yeah, it's pretty big. Kingdom Hearts three, but I had never really spent that much time on it. I tried the first one out. I I didn't really didn't gel with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess you have to either be like a big Square RPG fan or a big Disney fan. Probably, I'm, I'm neither. <laughs> right. Well, so me neither. I mean, I'm not really that into uh, you know either element of it. So, um, but this, I, I just you know thought this was an impressive package. I mean, it's got a, like a little little uh, plush doll that it comes with that mm-hmm. looks pretty cool. I guess it's one of the characters in the game. Um, really nice steelbook packaging, um, typical art book kind of thing. Um, there's even some kind of collector pin. Um, I don't care for a lot of these extras, but I like the bigger outer box and I like, uh, the steelbook package with, uh, this weird <laughs> plush that comes plush with. guy, yeah. Cool. Um, additionally, this collector's edition came with two games, really. Well, really four games overall. Um, but it came with... Um, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5. So it came out with, it came with the one that came out last year, which collected two games. And then this is like the, another two games as well. Wow. So this was a really nice deluxe package, I thought. How much was this thing? It was, um, $99. Yeah. So 2.5 by itself was 40 as a new game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 1.5 is down to 20 at this point. So if you wanted both games, you would have been spending $60 anyway. Um, so for, for a few bucks more, you have to bring it over sometime. If I ever get one, because basically I had ordered it at the end of November and, uh, there was some kind of a botched issue with my address. It didn't ship to me correctly. Um, it got bounced between UPS and US postal service, trying to get it figured out, figure out how to deliver it. Ended up getting sent back to their warehouse what, um, using phony credit cards or something? I, I don't. I think you know. I saw the mailing label that like it, when you got the email confirmation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wrong. Correct? Oh, it was wrong. It was wrong, and I didn't see it because it was in my mm. it was in my spam uh, box. Okay, and that's um, a problem. And I tried getting it redirected, and it was I had no luck with that. They got it back, and they said, "Oh, we'll send it right back to you as soon as we confirm that we've gotten it. We'll we'll get it reshipped right back to you." And Several weeks passed, and that didn't happen, and then I finally called back again to say, hey, what's up? You know, what's the Mm -hmm. status on this? And they finally told me, oh, it came back damaged, and we're just going to have to issue you a refund because we don't have any more to send out. Wow. So. That's pretty crappy. So, I guess on the one hand, I saved 100 bucks if I get my refund. Mm. Uh, But on the other hand, I missed out on this little bundle, which. um, Was a big one. Well, it just looked cool. Um, you know, I figured there's not too many left for PS3, and uh, mm-hmm. this seemed to be one of the last big ones. This is going to go down as, like, the most expensive collector's edition ever. <laughs> it may well, because, I mean, the previous ones I don't think are that much more, because they were widely available at other retailers. So there's a lot more of them, I think, in, in, in distribution mm-hmm. and in circulation. Um, but anyway, I'm going to see ultimately what happens. They haven't. This hasn't fully closed yet. I'm, I've... I sent an appeal to Square themselves because this is actually, I think, being handled by some third party who, you know, does their fulfillment for them. Really? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Okay. Um, so I'm going to see if there's any more. I mean, I'm sure they must retain some. That's pretty crappy, though, that they would just cancel the order. It shipped like... And they didn't, like, notify you? Like, when they call you? No, no, they didn't cancel the order. They shipped it, and it didn't get to me, and it got sent back to them. And then, like... A month passed, and I still, you know, by by the time I finally got an answer that that they said, you know, we're just not going to be able to fill the order because, I don't know, we don't have any more. But, you know, maybe they've retained a few just in case of situations like this. I don't Mm -hmm. really know. We'll see where it ends up. 
But <clears throat> that's my bad news. You have any good that's news or bad news? news. <laughs> well, as far as uh, anything I've picked up, right? I just picked up. There was a a, a game on Steam called uh, Rock of Ages from Atlas. Uh huh. I don't know if you ever played that one. I totally forgot about it, and then I don't know what prompted me to. I looked up one of their like sale sections. Yeah. I don't know why, and it was right there. I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot about this game." I remember playing it on Xbox 360 mm-hmm. when it first came out. It was like a demo download, and I remember thinking it was like so wacky, it was cool, and I just didn't have the money at the time, so I never bought it. And I just totally forgot about the game. Did you ever play it? Um, no, I, I've I've heard of it. I just, it's really cool. It's super cool. It's wacky, and so I saw it on sale and I grabbed it. It was, super, it was really cheap, and basically it's it's this. Um, so you're going down this hill, and you're this big boulder with face, mm-hmm. and you have to roll yourself down the hill, and you have to get. It's kind of like um, a race kind of thing. You have to get there in a certain time, but there's all these obstacles in the way. So you have like the and it's very like um, if I remember correctly because I haven't played it since it first came out. Um, like, uh, I think it's like kind of like a Greece kind of setting. Mm-hmm. So you okay, have like, like soldiers, but it's, it's very, it's very wacky. Like all the characters are kind of silly and it's, um, I don't know how to describe it until I play it some more, but, um, I remember having a lot of fun with it. Hmm. I thought, um, it sounds like a similar game that I was playing on iPad. I'm trying to remember what the name of that game was. Yeah. This apparently was by, uh developer called ace team yeah and i think they made that other weird game that i talked about last time xenoclash oh, okay so apparently they're in the business of making weird games mm, i like weird games weird and wacky games that's cool yeah i like uh so that's probably gonna be one of my next games to mess around with mm-hmm. yeah you gotta let me know how that was mm-hmm. um so i think the next thing we wanted to talk about was uh this story that um, was about this uh, <laughs> this game that came up with an interesting way to kind of deal with pe- people people who pirated their game, and um, this is uh, this is a game by Crow Team, and um, this is a game called Talos Principle, where you know they were um, you know like if I guess if they detected that the game has been pirated. They trap the player in an elevator. So this is like an online type of game? Uh, I don't think so. Really? I think it's just a normal, you know, like... It's just like, oh, this is Steam, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like apparently mm. some kind of puzzle game. And, um, you know, there's like, you know, I, I think there's a kind of a history of developers doing this, like mm-hmm. messing with players who they figured out that, like, you know, you're, you're playing a pirated copy so, like, of the game. you will go online to play this game, and it must... Handshake to the company's website or something somehow like to like how would it know if you're pirating the game or not? Uh, apparently, there's you know authentication and copy mm. protection and things like that. So I guess if it detects that not everything is there, it'll it'll kind of not be the kind of thing where it just obviously says, "Hey, we're not going to run. We're we're gonna you know you 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 this is an illegal copy or anything like that." They're gonna let you play the game, get into it, get to, get up to a certain point, and then it won't work. Or it'll, you know, do something that won't let you proceed. Do you think that's right? That they should do that? Um, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. They're protecting their game. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure some people think, well, look, piracy is going to happen no matter what. And you can't really stop it. And uh, all you're doing is inconveniencing people <laughs> if you try to stop it. But this seems pretty clever to me. I like this kind of thing. Yeah. Where they kind of um, turn the tables a bit. I, I guess there's a chance that it could trigger, like, you know, falsely, if in case somebody uh, is running a legit copy and they somehow get run into this. Maybe that would be kind of unfair, but I haven't heard of that happening. It seems like only if you're definitely running a, co- a pirated copy does this happen. Hmm. Um, so these guys just... So they started playing and then they just found themselves in this room that they couldn't get out of? Right, exactly. Hmm. Pretty much. I mean, I know there was one, there was an instance of another game like this where um, I think it was one of the Batman Arkham games where like you had to hand glide over a portion of the game, and apparently, if you had a cracked copy or a game, you know, a game that wasn't 
properly cracked, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, the hand gliding would fail, and you would fall onto the floor where there was like poison gas or something, and you just could not get any further huh. in the game. You were kind of stuck. Um, so I guess on the one hand, it, it punishes people that are trying to run the game illegally, but it doesn't. They may not know it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't send them a clear message that says you can't get any further. Well, that's what I was going to say because if I didn't know, and I would think, well, this game is broken because. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either I can't get out of this room or, you know, I'm at this section that you just can't get past. Or... Right. Unless it gives you some kind of, like, notification, like, you can't play this game anymore. Yeah, well, I guess, I because really what you would want them, you would want to get the point across to someone who's doing this to say, hey, you know, we, we can tell you're playing a pirate copy, but so please go buy the real game, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that would kind of be... You, you could almost think of it as like a demo for the real game. Yeah. Like, hey, you've played up to this point. Why not? Why not go buy it now? You know that kind of a thing. Um, but apparently, in this particular game, there's like a QR code that's in the middle of the game, and it kind of scan it. And if you scan it, it kind of does give you some kind of a hint that, hey, that's what's happening. You're actually, you actually got caught. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty neat, though. I think that's that's clever. In the end of the day, would it would it be cool if Adobe did something like that? With their Photoshop or something, like, you're Photoshopping an image and stuff, and then every time you save it, like, you see, like, um, some, like, image or something posted on it, on your photo instead. Like, every- like a watermark <laughs> yeah. or something. A demo version or something. It's almost that bad already, isn't it? <laughs> it used to be. Now everything's online with them. There's no, you can't buy their software anymore. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've gotten around the whole piracy issue by mm-hmm. making everything cloud only. Mm. I guess that's one approach. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why publishers want to, you know, move us to streaming services, too. Sure. If we no longer have a copy of the game in our house, there's no way we can pirate it. Or sell it, or manipulate it, or do anything. Sure. Yeah, so that would be the ultimate form of copy protection, I guess. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, the game only runs on their servers, and you'll never see it. Except, you know, unless you subscribe or buy it or whatever. Well, that's probably a good clue for us to talk about our next subject. Which is... Which is Sony's announcement. Yeah, of the PlayStation Now. Yeah. Coming out of beta. Right. Which was one of my predictions. That's right. You, who <laughs> knew it was going to come true this soon? Right? I know. Was it only a week? Uh-huh. Exactly. All right. So, good news is, it's not a... Well, it, they're sticking with the rental option still, but there's now a subscription model. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's... $20 a month, is it? It's well, going to be $20 on... a month. Okay. Exactly. Or they'll give you a slight discount if you sign up for three months. $45 per quarter. Yeah. So that makes it uh, a little bit less. Yeah. 15 bucks a month instead so, of 20 Um. Now, you're only limited to about 100 titles? At the moment. I'm and sure I that'll continue to grow. I think it's a mix of like um, indie downloads. Right. And... Like Vita, right? Well, these are all these are all PS3 games for now. Oh, okay. And um, it looks like it's going to be you know ultimately available to anything that has a PlayStation Now client. But I think right now they're limiting it to PlayStation Four owners. Okay. For the subscription. Right. So eventually it'll be available on their TVs. Right. And PS TV. The, the smart TVs. Mm-hmm. The, the client for their smartphones. The Xperia line. Right. Um, the Vita, I guess the PSTV, things like that. So sorta is still in beta, mm-hmm. but not really, kind of. Right. So uh, let me ask you though. Would, uh, so I mean, this is launching pretty soon. It's launching January thirteenth. Which okay. yeah, so it'll be available by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Am I going to go in on it? Yeah, I mean, is this appealing to you in some way? It's appealing, but it's still a little bit pricey for me. Mm-hmm. So even at the best price, fifteen bucks a month, you think that's it's still, still a little bit much for mm-hmm. that catalog of games. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know what it is. If I'm the type to play every single day, like I, I can see, like a child and you know right. comes home from school and plays games every day, it's a great deal because you have like a, you know a huge library of instant access games. Yeah. For me, you know, I only have like I play maybe two three days a week if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't pay for me. That's a lot of money to spend. Especially when I already have, you know, 20 or 30 games sitting here that I need to play. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So they need to drop the price a little bit lower <clears throat> for, for someone like me, mm-hmm. which I'm probably not their target demographic anyway. <laughs> so when something costs 15, 20 bucks a month, do you feel, do you, have a, do you have that pressure in the back of your mind to say like, oh man, I'm paying 20 bucks a month for this thing. I better make use of it. I better sure, get my money's a, worth. That's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. It's not like 10 bucks or, I mean, like you look at Netflix, which we brought up, I think, Yeah. you know. Seven bucks, nine bucks. I don't know what they're at now, but I mean, that's probably at the point of like, eh, you know, it's good to just have it on and I'll get, whenever I feel like playing something, it's not a huge expenditure. I'll just have well, it you as gotta an available figure option. like Netflix, $7. So if you watch seven shows or seven movies in a month, mm-hmm. that's like a dollar movie. That's kind of like well worth your money. Right. Which is very easy to do on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But something like this, you know, 20, I don't know, like... Yes, those games are definitely worth the, that money, but games are different because you can't, like, unlike a TV show, which is 30 minutes, or, you know, even a movie is two hours, Yeah, games could be 30 hours, you know, sure, 40 right. hours. You don't know, like, what type of games you're playing. That's a lot, like, that's really not getting your money's worth when you mm-hmm. do the math of, you know. It could take you a month to finish one game. And, yeah, and, and then it's like, wow, I just paid $20 and I just played one game on this thing. And, and you don't even own it after that. Right, it's another thing. <laughs> right. Right. Plus all the other factors involved, like how's the quality streaming, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. everyone has access to, you know, high bandwidth mm-hmm. in their areas. Well, it certainly seems like a better deal than the rental scheme that they had before. That rental pricing is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Absurd. I, I don't even know what they were thinking of. Yeah. I mean, like it could have cost up to 30 bucks to rent a game for like a few months or something, a single game. And you could probably buy the game for less than that in a lot of these cases. Yeah, there, there were many games on that list that were cheaper in current in, currently in stores to buy it than it was to rent it. Mm-hmm. Right. In, insane. Now, they said that the, down the road, though, they do expect uh, PS1 and PS2 to get added as well. Mm-hmm. So do you think that sweetens the deal at all? If they, um, if they continue to expand the offerings, you know what? I think it's it's definitely does. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think it's a great deal. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't, I don't know, maybe seeming a little negative. Yeah. But I think just for me personally, it's maybe not a good deal for me. But overall, like for someone who just like buys a PS TV or something, mm-hmm. twenty dollars a month, you have a huge library of games. That's pretty awesome. Right. You know, that's kind of like you know I buy for that Wii. That um, I spent $60 for that all-access pass, which gives me, you know, any game I want all year. Mm-hmm. Some people think that might have been too expensive. I, to me, it was a great deal because, you know, I, but it's sure. a little different because I own some of those games now. Like, once you download them, you own them. Yeah. And this is kind of like, you know, you, once, I guess you cancel your subscription, you lose all these games. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how that works, but. Right. Right. Well, yeah. yeah you can download it and keep it. It's streamed, so mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no game. There's no game to download even. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So I think it's a good start. Right. We'll see what type of offers they show and do and incentives, maybe. Like, I would have just liked them to give it to you for free for being a PS Plus member. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been the best deal for me. Just tie it into PS Plus in some way. Maybe. Maybe they'll do a bundle. I mean, how is it any different than giving us $30 of free games every month? Like, Mm. you know, they gave us, for instance, on the PS4, you're getting Dying Light and... Swapper, and right. I think maybe some other game too that I never heard of. So you know that's what like at least twenty thirty dollars worth of games, maybe right. more. Right. So I don't know. Why not just include that? You know, up the price by five bucks or ten bucks on PS Plus, mm-hmm. and instant library of games. I would not be surprised if there is some kind of combo down the road. Hmm. Maybe you know once they figure out where the point of acceptance is. Yeah. Huh. All right. Good deal. You're not going in on it, are you? you going to sign um, I don't think so. Not for me. I mean, I just have... I probably have too many of these what games if already. it was nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. I mean, I, I think I, my backlog of PS3 games that I already own is just too great already. Mm. I can easily play probably half the games they're offering tomorrow, anytime I want um, I don't know. Maybe if I sold most of those games off and I decided to go this route and say, all right, from now on, I'm just going to play the games I feel like uh, 
you know, when I get to them. I wonder how the game save works. Does it save it in the cloud or on your home console? I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, in the cloud. Like, what if you... you in the cloud, you think? It's gotta like, be. Like, is it tied to your account? Like, what if you play a game... Yeah, you must be. And then you, you, like, you stop playing and you go to a different game, like, say, like, a sports game or something, and then you come back to it six months later. Mm-hmm. Is your save still gonna be there? Mm. Well, I mean, that's the question for anybody who's tried it already. I mean, when you play the game, mm. are you signed into your... That's true. ...your PSN account, and is it going against... You know, obviously, you're earning trophies and other stuff. It's yeah. gotta be going that's against true. your account, right? Mm-hmm. So you're probably signing into some virtual... PlayStation 3 on, on their end, and, um, yeah, probably part of your cloud saves. would make the most sense. Good stuff. Yeah. What if, uh, now have us another theory. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, so I've read some people say, well, we've already bought these games. Mm-hmm. We should be able to show, like, so many proof of somehow that we bought these games, mm. and therefore they will give us free access to, pl- to stream these games on their servers. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because they th- they're into this too with um remember the PSP Go? Remember yeah. they had that uh-huh. slimmed down uh, version of the PSP that could only play digital games. It mm-hmm. couldn't play couldn't play UMD games. So if you already had 20 UMDs, there was no way for you to rebuy the PS Go, PSP Go and then get those games on there. So, I mean, I don't know how you could do it. Maybe if it came with like a voucher or something. If they had already done that, like a one-time use thing where you could sort of register your game with Sony and say, I now own this. Yeah. If they had done that all along, maybe there would be a way to do that. Yeah, like Nintendo <clears throat> does with, with their, you can yeah. register games, yeah. Right. But otherwise, you know, with rentals or with borrowing games from friends, how do you prevent someone from just no, showing up I with agree. like 50 mm-hmm. games and say, I own all these games. Yeah. <laughs> Unlock them on my account now, please, and well, then give them all back. That's, that's true. I mean... It, the whole thing is you can still buy a PS3, so it's not like right. you can't play your games right now anymore, but, um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, address that in any meaningful way. Yeah. Well, I guess if I think of anything, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see, what else caught our attention? CES was this week. That's right big consumer electronics show huge the big show of the year right next to i think next to e3 but this is more on the electronic side and not so much video games yeah however there's always some video game stuff th- yeah there was some snuck in mm-hmm. so we had uh uh how do you well, how, let me ask you how do you feel about if i were to tell you the links is back what would you say <laughs> i would say the atari links i love that thing links is back i'm saying it the atari it's- links was my um second favorite handheld really <laughs> well you're in luck but i also have some bad news <laughs> okay well it is back all right bring it to me gently it is not what you think okay it's tell just, me more it's just a controller a bluetooth controller for an android device what yeah, and it's not from Atari. That's insanity. So, what are we talking about here? So, this is a transforming controller. Oh, it I looks see. like something that came out of Michael Bay's Transformers. It does, right? It looks like an erector set. A lot of like exposed skeletal parts. Yeah. That. <laughs> what is up with it this? It is thing? unusual looking. So it, it transforms into different shapes depending on the what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to use it as a gamepad, you can attach a little like keypad to it and it looks like a contr- like a real full controller. Mm-hmm. If you want to snap your phone into it, you know, you can transform it into that and it looks more like a yeah, more more like a traditional like kind of controller. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then if you want to use it with a tablet, you know, you could pull some parts apart and <laughs> and it jam even snaps that, onto that. Th- yeah, so and I'm sure it has some other little device you know little tricks you can do with it too mm-hmm. um, right, but how much what's your limit for a controller uh well you know it used to be like 30 bucks but in mm-hmm. the last few years controllers have just skyrocketed you've been trained to accept 50 60 dollars for a controller 60 is fair yeah. and even when these ios controllers started coming out they came yeah. out at a hundred dollars and we thought that was a little too much yeah yep so uh this you're, you're in for triple Triple shock. Triple sticker shock on this one. It's worth more than a boxed Lynx, I bet. 
So this thing is... Atari Lynx. They're, they're claiming that this thing is going to be $300. So is this Mad Cats or Razor? This is Mad Cats. Oh, it's Mad Cats. Okay, I thought it was Razor. Oh, no, yeah, this is uh, this is Mad Cats because it follows their weird naming scheme. Now, is this an official... Are they actually releasing this or is this like a prototype? Um, I don't know. They're saying it ships in March. So hmm. Wow. Apparently, this will be a real. So it's PC and Android. I don't think it is iOS mm-hmm. compatible. Yeah. Unless they get a firmware upgrade, but I would definitely say like go online and look at this thing. It's weird, and mm-hmm. it looks really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine anyone wanting to play with this thing. It's like a lot of exposed metal jabbing you in the yeah. fingers. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was I thought that was the funny part of the CES. Okay. So, um, Mad Cats have anything else? Um, Is that the only thing they showed off? I know they showed off their controllers, other like the regular controllers, but those were already. Sure, those have been sure out already. if they had anything else of note. Okay. I think that was the one that was kind of the oddball in the batch. How about Nyko? Are they still around? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oddly enough. I, so they used uh, to make the game Doctor. Where did Nyko used to make? They used to make the, the warm light the wor- <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> For various handhelds like the Game Boy and the oh man, I even I think I even had the warm light for the Neo Geo Pocket. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those so. things. So I, when I worked in a game store, we used to sell those like crazy. We would sell so many of those, uh-huh. and I used to get so many of them back defective because people would be like, they would say it didn't work, but it worked. It just was crap. You know, <laughs> you would attach the light to the Game Boy and. The light wasn't bright. It was like one stupid LED, like a Christmas light LED, mm-hmm. and it didn't shine on. It didn't do anything, right? So, but but people used to buy those like crazy. Didn't they also make a gamepad? I mean, obviously they make various accessories. They were like another one of these third-party accessory companies. Yeah. Didn't they have a gamepad that had like a fan in it that would cool your hands? I think they still sell that. Actually. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For PS3. If you're a particularly sweaty palm type of player. This will keep your uh, fingers yeah, and hands cool. I don't remember the name it's like of it. Like the arrow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh huh. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the so they're solving an issue people have with their PS4s now, mm-hmm. where they're running out of disk space already. Right. Right, and as we know, the PS4 only uses 2.5 inch discs. It does. So you're kind of you're going to be limited. You can't put a four, a four terabyte drive in there or anything like that. You're going to be limited. I think at this point to a one terabyte. I think that's about the. Range. I think so, but I think they do make two terabyte, two and a half inch, but they're very expensive. Yeah, yeah, probably more than the. And <laughs> and I don't think you can. I don't know if you can buy them external. I mean, internal or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one terabytes are kind of like standard. That's going to be the normal. But even then, range. so you're getting five hundred gigabyte. So one terabyte's not a huge bump up. Mm-hmm. As you, as you said, like, compared to, like, a 4 terabyte you can get. Right. So, Nyko came up with this look, slick little package that attaches to your PS4. Yeah, so it kind of, it, it you know, like, on the PS4, the left side of the console is the, the hard drive cover. Mm-hmm. That The glossy part of the case kind of slides off, and that gives you access to the drive inside. So, it looks like this thing kind of bolts onto the top of the PS4, kind of following the shape of the machine, kind of... Kind of like stealthily sort of trying to match the contours of the console. And it replaces that cover with something that's like almost, I don't know, looks like it's almost like um, like an, an extra third height on top mm-hmm. of the, the PS4. And it lets you use full-size three-and-a-half-inch hard drives yeah. instead of just the 2.5. Um, now, how is this different than using like a USB drive, external um, USB? I don't know. I guess it just it's cleaner. Mm. I guess it's just all in all in one part of the unit. There's okay. no, there's no connector. There's no, um, you know, like extra power supply you need to have or anything like that. So now it's all just part of the machine. Um, you have, even have like a little access light, so you can see when the hard drive is working. Um, I don't know. It's I guess kind of cool. If you need more space already, you can get a four terabyte drive these days for about. What, like about 120 to yeah. $130? Yeah. So. More or less. Maybe that's a nice bump mm-hmm. in the three and a half inch uh, size. One thing I am interested in that they, they ha- they're coming out with mm-hmm. is the uh, type pad, it's called. Okay. So if you're used to the Xbox 360 
they they have the little like um, texting keyboard that plugged into the, the bottom of the controller. Was that called the messenger pad? I think was it like that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So I've I've owned that since the I first got my Xbox. That was one of the first things I bought. Was that little messenger thing? And I'm very used to it. And the PS3, I don't know if they ever had that. Well, the PS3 was weird. It had this clip-on like keypad that you can put on. It did, yeah. But it attached to like the top of the controller. Oh yeah, that's it wasn't right. like it wasn't on the bottom okay. in between like the two bats on the side. All right, I, yeah, I do which remember that. Seems to make more sense for your thumbs mm, to get to, but true. I don't know why you would want to reach over your controller and type on top. Maybe of that's it. why it never really caught on. I don't know. I never. It never looked attractive to me to want to get something like that, and I didn't really need it. Well, this one at least plugs into the bottom, like mm-hmm. the other, like the Xbox One does. This, this seems to make more sense. If you want your DualShock Four to look like a BlackBerry, I guess you, yeah. you get you get one <laughs> of these things. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's true when you think about it. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm like. I guess I'm just used. To, it's kind of nostalgic for me. <laughs> it looks nice. It's got like orange keys. Yeah. It looks like it could be uh, nicely designed. Yeah, so I guess this, these are both scheduled for, uh, you know, first half of 2015, but no pricing right. is available yet. So we don't know what this stuff's going to cost. Hopefully not $300. <laughs> are they really? That's really $300? Are for they the, serious? For the Mad Cats thing, yes. Come on. <laughs> Um, all right. So they also, there was some stuff from Razer though. And I guess the first item is that Razer is going to get into the Android set top box race. <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart move. <laughs> That's all we need is another Android device uh-huh. for your TV. Right. Yeah. So this is called the Forge TV or the Razer Forge, whatever name they're going to oh finally boy. go with. What a catchy name. Yeah, so for if you've got another $99 and another TV in your house that needs a set-top box attached to it, um, this is going to be another option. Um, a quad-core uh, CPU, uh, it's, I guess a modern Adreno GPU, 2 gigs of RAM, 16 gigabytes of storage. Um, so, you know, looks like it's about as good as any of the other decent boxes that were supposed to come out i can't believe there's still a market for these things right especially like once the amazon fire stick came out and the chromecast Mm -hmm. and now roku stick it's like those are like low cost options for people i don't know that to me that just kills like any of these more expensive boxes for your tv i don't know right well so this one i mean this one does have is going to have that extra feature of streaming Right, where streaming from what? From your PC in your house that you've got tucked away somewhere else, more convenient, you know. And this is just like a little box that you can put on, plug into your TV, and stream your games to. How is that different from the Shield? Does this, you know, um, basically? Oh, but that does it only on a portable, though. Oh yeah, unless you plug it into your TV, it's got HDMI. You out. can do that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I guess they have a new controller. They have the controller to match. Mm-hmm. Good for them. <laughs> you know what I didn't realize? Uh-huh. That Razer makes an arcade stick. Did you know that? I don't think I've ever seen that for sale anywhere. I have not seen it for sale, but I did see it somewhere on a website. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, and I was like, "That? what is that joystick? It was black with like green on it. And I, I zoomed in, and I saw it. It was a Razer arcade stick. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's also new, but I've... I, I didn't research it to see, like, if that was ever sold at some point, or... I don't I didn't know. know if you knew something about it. I've never heard of that. Okay. No? They should uh, talk about that more if they want people to buy it. I Yeah, sure. I wasn't aware of that at all. So, yeah, maybe it's good. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, look at that. $199. Hmm. It's called the Razer Atrox. Wow. For Xbox One. Hmm. It uses Sanwa buttons, configured, you know, fighter stick style. A button layout, typically. Yeah. Hmm. Sanwa is kind of like the high end. <clears throat> you know, it's pretty much the standard for quality joysticks right now. Mm-hmm. Could take a beating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for like fighting fans and stuff. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think um, the other weird thing that Razor was showing off was this... Um, 
was this mouse and keyboard combination. This is like, um, uh, kind of like, they're, they're calling it the, the turret, <laughs> which is a pretty radical name. Um, so this looks like a wireless keyboard with like a mouse pad attached to it. Mm-hmm. So kind of gives you space to use like a, a wireless mouse alongside of it. Um, and I guess it's kind of designed to be kind of used on your lap. So you could kind of, if you are so inclined, use like mouse and keyboard, uh, you know, on, theoretically on your sofa, I guess. So like I, guess, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So this is kind of, I guess, used uh, in tandem with that uh, set-top box they introduced. Um, so I guess if the intention is to be able to play PC games on your sofa, you can theoretically do that with this combination. Is this something appealing to you? Not really. You don't really care for the whole mouse and keyboard thing. No. To me, that's like, I want to toss that out the window. I'm right. done with that. Yeah. For certain games, it's still the like, optimal so When people tell scheme. me they play a game... Like, when I look at Steam and I say... When it, in those games, some of the times they say keyboard only. Right. I want to just bang my head against the wall. And I want to know what is going through these people's heads uh-huh. who make these games who do not add controller support. Like, wasn't the control... Like, the dawn of video games have been with controllers. Why are we using keyboards to play video games? To me, it's so backwards. Well, I mean, you know, this I guess there's a schism between um, console players and PC play, you know, computer game players. I guess uh-huh. this, this goes back to the 80s of, you know, computers and first being used for games. And, you know, back then, maybe game controllers were still an art to be refined. They weren't quite there yet. Uh, these games did use the keyboard and... Did we figure it out in 1985 when NES came to America? We all loved the gamepad. The Atari joystick is the most simple controller in the world. You can start with that, even. Sure. But computers, for some reason, other than the, like, the Atari computers, mm-hmm. never adopted that. Well, even today, though, for certain games, I would say a first-person shooter, while there's plenty of games that use the gamepad effectively, optimally, though... A mouse still gives you the kind of precision that you can't get. And I say fooey to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's full full analog control that you can precisely position exactly where you want. You can do the same with a dual analog. Uh, it's not the same. It really isn't. That's, it's what you're used to. There are certain other games, like, uh, let's say you're playing Command & Conquer or something, and you're using... Your mouse That's to highlight true. stuff That's true. very quickly and positioned. But other then things. again, then I'd say the touchscreen is better. You could be right. So with those that games situation. now work better on a, on a touchscreen. I'm inclined to agree in that situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, the people who play those games hardcore. Mm-hmm. They they use keyboard shortcuts to accomplish. A lot I know. Of I watched that. I don't know. How to, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like another world. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it, but you know what? Even if you take those two examples into account, I think sitting on your sofa mm-hmm. 10 feet away from your TV is still not necessarily going to be the right way to play those games. So I don't know. I think this is something I'd have to try and just to see if that's even possible or practical. Give you know? it a go. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pencil that into my list. Does it say how much this keyboard is? Um, 130 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be, I think for the combination the combination. Well, both. Yeah. Mouse and key, uh, keyboard. The magnetic mouse. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Does anybody remember the Phantom console? Yes. This was yep. the PC in a box that was going to hook up to your TV one, I one day? I was so excited for that when I read about that. I think it was the EGM yeah. when I first read about it. Yeah, and they had designed a, a, uh, a mouse and keyboard controller just for that console. They called it the Lapboard. And it was basically um, a keyboard that was like similar to this, but basically underneath the keyboard was like a board. It was literally a, a mouse pad yeah. that stuck underneath it, and you used the mouse underneath the keyboard, almost mm. like an L shape, you know, or like a you know, like you kind of like angled the keyboard up, and you were able to use the keyboard, and then you use the mouse underneath it. And even when the console failed, I think they tried to market that controller separately as, like, a solution for people who wanted to be able to use, their, you know, their PCs on their sofa. And I don't know whatever happened to that. I don't know if that ever actually went on sale or not. I don't remember seeing it, no. But I guess these guys uh-huh. own, uh, oh, <laughs> I would say, uh, some kind of uh, R&D gratitude. To, to the Phantom? To the Phantom. Hmm. <laughs> 
That'll never happen. <laughs> you don't think so? Not so much. All right. Well, anything else of note? The last thing that I found I thought was pretty interesting, especially for yourself, who's a big Atari computer fan. Yeah. Was you interested already? This so this someone came up with a 3D printed uh, replica of the Atari 800 XL. Uh-huh. And, and disk, disk drive. Okay. And basically, it's a like replica, mini size, to fit in a Raspberry Pi. So it's a case for a Raspberry Pi. It looks like an Atari computer. All right. So the concept is you're going to use a Raspberry Pi, like one of these little mini, mini micro computer kind of things. Yeah. Um, and presumably, you're going to use it to maybe run Atari games or one emulate use. the Atari computer mm-hmm. in some way. So what they did is they came up with a way to make a replica case for it such that it looks like the Atari. Yeah, because those pies are just like circuit, little circuit boards. Uh-huh. So now you can shove it in one of these 3D printed cases. They look oh, pretty yeah, cool, too. Right. It looks just like... Um, it's a one It's a one to three scale replica. Okay. Um, so it's kind of... It's a bit smaller. A third of the size. Um, I guess these were originally offered as plans if you had your own 3D printer... There's um you know a site like Shapeways mm-hmm. where um oh actually Shapeways is a site where people sell 3D printed items so I guess apparently they were they were offering this as a plan that you could download yourself if you had your own 3D printer but if you didn't they were able to print uh, replicas yeah, like for you they're selling the replicas now yeah mm-hmm. they just yeah originally they were just going to give you the the files for it oh I see yeah so the models are available on Thingiverse mm-hmm. That's the site I was thinking of. Um, all right, so it's a hundred dollars for the eight hundred XL case, and and then the disk drive, this which is, is for the SD card. Right, input. right. So this is a, this is a replica of the Atari ten fifty disk yeah. drive, and that's going to be eighty dollars. Yeah, it's a little pricey, but yeah. it's pretty. Uh, to me, it's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like these little gadgets, and you know. A f- I, I'm, if I was a, I am a fan of the 800. I don't know if I'm a big enough fan for something uh-huh. like this. Right. But this is pretty cool because you have like a mini Atari 800 XL that you can just plug right into your TV, and it runs, you know, any. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess really games because I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's room for a keyboard input. I don't think there's a functional keyboard. In, it's in definitely not here. a functional, even though it's a replica. <laughs> right. It's. It would probably be too small to use. No. You'd have to tap yeah. it out with like a Q-tip or something. <laughs> it is that small. Well, I don't think it's. It's just a plastic case. It's not mm-hmm. like the buttons don't actually work or anything. Right. Right. And also to note that this, um, you know, this SD card reader because just because it looks like a 1050, you can't use it on a real. Atari computer. <laughs> yeah. This well, it's are, just an SD card port. Right, right. There are, not, you know, there are real solutions for that if that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting little thing I found. Yeah, I guess if I did have a 3D printer, this is something I would be cranking out. <laughs> things like this. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you ever want to own one of those things? Um, I wonder. I wonder. I think we're just going to be like printing up more junk around your house. <laughs> I guess it becomes disposable junk, right? Because when you get tired of it, you could just recycle the material, maybe? I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking, like... I would think they would never make money then, because they want to sell you the ink, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the the clay, whatever they use. I don't know. That's true. Some kind of substance. Yeah. Well, the problem is, even if you print it, you still have to kind of touch it up a bit. I think you still have to kind of clean up some of these things. You do, yeah. Because they do them in, like... It prints it in layers, so sometimes you can see the layers of where it prints. Mm-hmm. It's a little rough. And then sometimes you have to paint it. Yeah. So, yeah, it does... It, so that's what they're saying about this thing. You know, it's... it's uh, it, Like, once it is printed, they do paint it and finish it. Um, you know, the drive latch even works on the floppy nice. drive. And the LED light even works when there's Whoa, drive activity. That's crazy. So it is a bit little... A bit fancy. Hmm. So... Even even at, I think I'm I'm almost tempted to say the 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 hard drive between the blinking light <laughs> it's cool just and the fact that? that it's just an SD reader you could just use that sure. for anything. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to go for the the disk drive Do over it. the over the Pi. Do it! I want to see it. 
Well, you got me that little Famicom. That's right. This would this would and it's almost the same idea. Would match that. Yeah. Hmm. I love that little thing. All right. Well, if I get a hundred dollar refund from Square, maybe See? I'll, there you go. <laughs> maybe might, I'll apply it, to this. Let me tell you, that that will be more rewarding. <laughs> What are you going to do with some plush toy? Are you going to put it on your pillow at night? Uh, no. No. Absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> Very well. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. Feel free to leave us comments. Um, I don't think we have any this week. So um, we'll come back next week. I'm sure someone will leave us a nice comment. And uh, you can email us at obbfeedback at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or just check us out on Facebook. It's our Brooklyn Bites. And uh, definitely, um, Leon's on Facebook all day. So if you ever (laughs) want to contact him, (laughs) just send him a message. Uh, You know, I might, it might seem that way. (laughs) I'm sure some people might think that. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm done. Me too. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.